podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Alon. This is Walsh. Let's jump right in with some housekeeping. Please go ahead and give us a rate and a review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at FMLFPL. Email in any rate my teams or other questions to FMLFPL at gmail.com. Check out our website, FMLFPL.com. We have league info, links to our team, social media, store with stickers and ringtones. Also on our website, we post lineup lamentations every Friday. Uh, we pick our starting 11s and captains. And via our friend at FBL Discovery, we asked also added some useful stats. Um, lastly, let's shout out the top of the FMLPL table. New guy on the scene, Han Singh, keeps his place, top of the table. Even with huge push from uh, Matthew Chang, a.k.a. Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> God, Star Wars. Still don't understand it. Oh, man. I, I'm in on Star Wars. Really? Yeah, I never was. As a kid, I like never gave a fuck about it. And then when a new one came out, I was like, all right, I'll watch all the old ones and f- check it out. And it was fantastic. Wow. I never gave a fuck about it and still don't give a fuck about it. That's fair enough. At least you're uh, you're still on the first page of the FMLPL table. So yeah, you're, I had you're a doing small something wobble, right. Small wobble down a 30th in the FMLPL table, but I'll take that. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's still great to see you up there. I feel like neither uh, of us have like ever been up there. <laughs> I mean, page one is not easy to crack. We have, like, one million people in our league, I feel like. And the league is really fucking good. Yeah. They're, good. like, you go up overall sometimes and down in the, in the FMLPL league. Yeah, that that has happened. So, um, Well, yeah, how'd you do? You said you had a little wobble. Yeah, I mean, I finished up with 50. I, went, I only went down 1K. I'm at 16K now. So it felt like I kind of got out of jail. I Captain Firmino... Um, my transfer was really good. I did Mane to Coutinho. <laughs> God. Soon. Um, and then, I mean, you know, I kept Kuhn. He did well. Lukaku and his farewell game got one pointer. He's a nightmare. Um, Walcott's nine was nice, even though he was just bad the whole game again. Um, I got Klein and Van Dyck returns in a bap each, which was nice. And um, I was running. I was running with nine men this week with zeros from fucks and holes. That's good, fucks and holes. Yeah, I like and, that actually. I mean, Gundo got a zero. I had four guys on my fifteen. No, no, no. Five guys of my fifteen got zero points. Goalie, Gundo, oh, that's good. My team's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of goose eggs for one team. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, you know, people captain Kuhn, I guess, a couple of them. And then um, other than that, it was really like Alexis captainers who had big weeks. But other than that, I, at 50, I felt like I was pretty much in the middle of the pack and I didn't have too bad of a red arrow with yet another captain blank, which always feels good. So um looking to try and build. But yeah, I mean, the money to continue, that, that was just really bad because... Probably would have Captain Mane would have gotten me twelve. Coutinho's one. Like, yeah, you know, but it was so unpredictable, unlucky. Bullshit. Yeah, it's an injury. I mean, it was an injury. You can't predict injuries. It just didn't work out for me. But it just sucks to have just bought him. He gave me like ten minutes of joy, and then he died. But yeah. that's that's life, and that's the game. So fifty points. Um, and yeah, sixteen k. That's still fine. 
Yeah, like you said, get, getting blank captain and all those zeros and shit and just not really going down is is all you can ask for. Yeah, That's I mean, a, the Walcott, Walcott 9 was big because that was, that was big different. Those are big differential points up in where I'm ranked, I think, in the five digit ranks and yeah, the, the 10K. The, the top 10K average after hits was 46.4. So. You beat yeah, that a, a little hits. bit. Like a lot of people had way worse off weeks. That tells yeah. you that. But then that's what we were miff. I was big time miff was the second Alexis goal. We were talking about it. It was probably about, you know, 2K. I, I would have had a green hour for sure if that didn't happen. But it did. And fuck me. Yeah, Alexis is destroying us. How did you do? Um, I got a little green. Feels, did you, feels did fucking you not, amazing. Have a little little teary eyed moment when you saw the green arrow on Sunday. Oh my god! I just felt so loved by the universe. Because you were fucking fucking going crazy on Sunday that you think you had the worst week ever, and I was trying to talk you off the ledge because you got President Grant. Like you got good points on. Yeah, Sunday. I got some good points. I guess I just overreacted because, I mean, like you and so many other people, I had like a lot of bad things happen this week. Captain Blank Firmino, I also had Coutinho, Holobus oh, Zero, you know, it just, it feels bad. <laughs> yeah. But no, as you said, I mean, I went up a little bit, up to 83k. Game week crank was still terrible, it was like one and a half million, but like I mentioned before, the top 10 average was so bad, it was a lot of like fucks who still have like, I don't know, Zlatan and shit who probably had massive weeks. Um... But yeah, I mean Lee Grant seven pointer. I got to start with Lee Grant because he's just been such a fixture force and a friend since I brought him in. He, he's gotten a clean sheet in half his starts for me. He's just been great. Probably his last start in my squad and last start in the Premier League in life because <laughs> Butland's coming back and his loan ends soon. So yeah, Lee Grant. Uh, it's so weird to me with Grant how last year Butlin made so many he got so many save points but yeah. now Grant gets none. I'm it doesn't make sense to I me. I was looking what into is- that a little bit because I mean we'll get to it in the what the fuck section but someone tweeted in asking about goalies and I was looking and I was looking at the exact same thing and they're just allowing a lot less shots. I mean that yeah. there's nothing else to it. He's saving most things that come their way. You know, their defense has been really solid lately, but they're just allowing like two and a half less shots in the box and one and a half less shots outside the box per game. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that means they're playing better or getting lucky I mean, or yeah, I don't know. If it's either, it's just what's happening. And it's it just what's happening. Maybe Butlin will come in and they'll, they'll clear the space more and not like dive to block as much because they'll think he'll save everything. Yeah, he's know. like, I got it, lads. Just yeah. fuck like, how am I going to? I have myself enough PL. How am I going to get save points if you guys are blocking everything? <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so I had some other tits and tots here and there. As you mentioned, Chaz Austin. I mean, just massive, making his presence known in my squad. Nine pointer, Max Bones. Immediately. Immediately, just boom after the uh, the For little blank last week. Yeah. Um, Kuhn keeps cooning. It's such a fun part of the season when everyone starts selling him in FPL. It's just, it happens every single year. Yeah. And it just means the day of reckoning is around the corner and it came. Yeah, it felt good. Felt good. Um, my transfer was Lukaku to Costa, so Costa just keeps ticking. Nothing huge, but I'll take it. Netted, netted four points. That's all, all you can ever hope for. All you can hope net, for. Net positive on the transfer. Yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah, Matip clean, Liverpool sneaky back-to-back cleans, which is really weird. 
Um, and that's it. That that'll create a green arrow. So yeah, feeling pretty good. Uh, dog just came home and is giving. Is that the dog on air? Yeah, she's licking my face. Can we get her on the mic? I don't know. She's like licking me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no squeaky toys good for listeners, though. Yeah, it's great. She just got home with, with with my wife. Beautiful. One day, Lauren will get on air by accident. Yeah, right. Babe, can you close the door? Okay, that's great. Okay, um, sponsor. We're gonna skip this week. There's just so much fucking shit to talk about. It's like a really critical point in FPL right now. Feels like every point is critical at this juncture. It seems like the swings and the highs and lows are so massive every weekend. Yeah, and there's so many like good guys. There's so many good expensive guys who are just hitting. Yeah, I don't. In the last couple seasons, we haven't had this much variety. Um, with such a broken template every couple of weeks, drastic changes happen, and it's, it's fun. I mean, it's fun it's, to have it's this It's really much fun. It's really fucking crazy. I mean, last yeah. season, for like listeners who were around last season, they'll know we were pretty much complaining about the template every single week with like yeah. Vardy it seven, and Mahrez It was about seven people. Alder Varald was in every team. I mean, it was about seven of your 11 places were template for yeah. a large, large swath. Yeah, Ali, Payet, Mares, Vardy, yeah. Toby, yeah. Yeah. So it's good to Kenny. be nuts. Um, all right, where do you want to start? <sighs> I don't know. You got listener questions, and why don't we use that as our guide for the for the pod? Yeah, we can start there. So I'll start with the one that I mentioned earlier. I mean, this is from FPL United. He said, "This season, cleans are very hard to come by. Who do you think are the best keepers to have? Keepers, um, keepers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the cheapest ones." The cheapest ones. I mean, I still think Heaton's fantastic, but he's still dead, and no one knows when he's coming back. Yep. But um, this other great FPL Twitter at Real Hype Train posted like their overall FPL keeper table by team, and there's only 15 points between first place Chelsea and uh, 19th place Sunderland. So it's like one point per week, basically, at this point in the season between the highest scoring and second lowest scoring, which is really just the moral of the story. I mean, we've been saying forever, spend as little as possible on keeper. Spending a transfer on keeper is pretty much always a nightmare. And the only time I'd really entertain it or recommend it is when you're downgrading an expensive guy (laughs) to some, like Pickford or something, so you can... For funds. Yeah, yeah, for funds, for like a forward or a mid... So, I mean, that's that's the easy answer. I think Pickford's a great pick. Yeah, I feel really fine having Pickford in another 4.0. It's just he's going to get between 2 and 7 every game pretty much because of save points when they, when they don't keep him. Um, as you said, the points are clumped together. I, I'm not trying to spend an extra 1 or 1.5 million to eke out one extra point per week if it's averaging out to that in something like this. You know, the top teams, those, those players, those goalies never get bonus and unless they save a penalty and they don't get that many saves. So they're bad value. I mean, it's bad value for money. Yeah. Goalies um, just don't have that much room for points. Yeah. I mean, I think the best thing to do this at this point is to keep an eye on the goalies who are near or edging bonus points because that's going to tell you those are really the goalies that you want. I mean, Pickford's gets bonus sometimes. Grant got bonus. I think Butlin's going to be a really nice pick when he comes back because he was gold last year for a long time. Yeah. Um, but those are the kind of teams, teams that have like shitty defenders bonus points. We've been talking about this on preseason pods. Uh, those are the ones that you want who aren't going to score much, who don't have outstanding offenses, those are, are attacks. 
those are the kind of teams that if they play 2-0 win, 1-0 win, whatever, they're in, in a shout for one or two bones. Those are the kind of things that make you feel so good if you get an eight-pointer from your goalie or something. That's going to be a big boost for your week in that time. So cheap, cheap, and cheap is the best route, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think Yeah, I think you mentioned everyone that's that I'd pretty much entertain, which is like Pickford, Heaton, Vald- Butland, Valdez. and like maybe Foster, I guess. He, maybe Valdez. He traditionally gets bonus, but they've been pretty maybe bad this year. Yeah, Valdez. Borch when he's back. Yeah, those, that... I don't hate that fucking Tim Howard clone Randolph at four. Or five. I mean, West Ham are shit, but but is Adrian dropped or is he? He's dropped. Wow. Yeah, I think he's been dropped. He's been terrible. Yeah, Randolph's been good. He's been making good saves. He's he's good. Yeah, he had like some him. good saves this week. He got a four pointer. Yeah. yeah, he was the he was he almost got baps this weekend. He has fucking Arsenal and Liverpool next, so let's see how many saves he can get. <laughs> I mean, he got seven this week. He's, I mean, he's good value. Yeah, he's good value. Yeah, West Ham looks like they've. Yeah, West Ham's doing better. I don't know. They look like they're doing a little bit better. They're doing better. They need a striker. Yeah, they don't have. They're not going to get well. Carroll, I guess. I don't know. He sucks. Yeah. Um, Goalies, whatever. What else? That was that was a letdown. Let's start talking about Coon and Kane. <laughs> Well, fine. Let's just go there. We'll ask the other questions later because they have nothing to do with Coon and Kane. But let's talk Kane, about it. Let's talk about Kane. Kane is coming, baby. He's got home, home dick, home fuck, and home ass. Three of the next four. Yeah, the this be- is the best time possible fixtures you could have. Hall, Burnley, Swansea. Not uh-huh. in that order. All home. Three of the next. I mean, it's unusual that the gods, whomever create the table, put such home bankers in such quick succession. If you're going to have Kane all season, I mean, now's the time. You want him for those three games and you want to captain him. Okay, so let me ask you. I have Aguero, Costa, and Austin, which is probably one of the most popular combinations. Maybe Austin swap with Defoe. What do we do about Spurs coverage and Kane? I don't want we to do drop not, Aguero We or do Costa. not have Kane. Yeah, there's we're no Kane sacrifice, there, right? We're going to sacrifice live animals to the altar of the mouth-breathing god. Hope that he. <laughs> we're gonna stick needles in his fucking nose to hope that it suffocates, and then we're gonna hope he blanks with those games. That's it, dude. It's just hold your fucking breath. Time. There's nothing to do. It's just the, some of us are backed in a corner and we don't have him. Some, some of us, uh, the others will go for him, and this is gonna be a big swing. I mean, we have four game weeks right now. He's gonna be. I mean, he's already double rows in the last like little bit, and. He's going to be coming and pouring into teams, and he's going to be captain. Every single person that owns him is going to captain for those three. So this is going to make or break a lot of teams, or not necessarily make or break, but it's going to be a big swing. So I mean, if you you got to hope that you're not captain blanking when you're going up against Kane in those three weeks, because then you're going to be hurting. I mean, if you yeah. could sneak in captain returns, then you'll probably be okay. But it's going to be all up to you managing and picking the right captain. In those three weeks, yeah. The only good thing is that he so he has home Swansea, which is a nightmare for not owning him. But then he has at United, so we might have like two weeks of game weeks to be able to get him in. Like, say he scores a brace or something, it looks amazing in Swansea. We have a little bit of time to get him in before home, whole home Burnley. Mm-hmm. So you know, if he just kills us and just like we plummet, we'll have yeah. time to get him in. Yeah, it's not that's not out of the question, especially because he is basically a straight swap with Costa. So, if we need to just hit that button, emergency button, and bring him in for those two weeks to captain him because we're just terrified, and we could always do that and then downshift back to Costa. 
Yeah, exactly. It's not so, not out. Of, it's not how you want to use transfers when the fixtures are piling up, but it's it's, it's not on the, the radar. worst thing in the world. It's on and, the radar. Yeah, it's I've been looking at mids. I mean, the truth is that like the mids have just been like shit all year, and like when you look at their stats, Lamella is still like probably the most attractive option, and he's not even alive. He's a dead person. <laughs> Erickson is like next best, but pretty unimpressive. Ali's stats have been incredibly bad. The only good thing about Erickson is that he scores in bunches. So there's you know, I could kind of talk myself into Ericsson and that, like, okay, just scored a worldie against Chelsea. They have these home bankers. They might score four on all of them. He's on. He's still on everything, nailed for 90. You could see him getting some returns, but I still don't love him. <laughs> I don't no, I think mean, it's a great pick. There is no player that has burned me more in the past than Ericsson. Every single time I've owned him, I've missed points. And he's one of those guys. That's he's just, just one of those guys, me. yeah. He's fucked me bad. And I've tried to be patient with him. I've had him for a stretch. He's blank play. I, I don't like him. I still really like Ollie a lot. His stats aren't very good, but I think if I was going to go for a Spurs mid, I would go for Ollie. I He keeps getting subbed off at 75. I'm not sure if he's just trying to preserve him because he faded so badly late in last season, but... I don't. Well, I don't he's know. He's also he, just not been that good. He hasn't been that good, but he has still like returned reasonably. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think if you're looking for coverage there, I don't hate the Ollie shout. He's not captainable, but he could run into double returns in some of these fixtures. Easily. That's all you're hoping for if you're yeah. a non-Kane owner. It's just running yeah. into some lucky assist or something yeah. like crosses to Kane or whatever. I mean, yeah. I wish Sun were nailed because. If he could just nail himself to like number ten or something, he'd be the best option by far. But he's just not. No, he's definitely not nailed. Especially with Lamella's going to be coming back soon, and he's still playing yeah, around with Jansen, Jansen yeah. playing. And that's the other thing that we need to hope for is we need to hope for Jansen's name in that team sheet against Swansea because oh that Kane God, is do that. Kane is so much worse when Jansen's in. He does that like kind of drop deep. Jansen's in his space all the time. He's not the focal point. He looked so bad two games ago, and Jansen was starting. And hopefully, he's stubborn. Poches, Pochettino's stubborn enough to keep trying to make Jansen work. It's like fitting a square peg into a round hole. But yeah, Kane just like he's a lemming. He just like always does the same things. When he's yeah. in the box, they're really good things. He'll just like run with his head down and rip a shot. But when he's like number ten behind Jansen, they're really bad. <laughs> yeah, he's just like running around, like you know, he, he's kind of like hunched over when he runs and just mouth breathing, and he's just like doesn't know what's happening. He's like, "Why am I out here? I'm too far away." Yeah, so uh, I, th- I mean, Kane, Kane's a thing. Kane, is, it's time to get Kane in if you can do um, and captain him with confidence because yeah. that's what you have to do. It's a little fixtures over form, but mm, Kane. Yeah, people are dropping Kuhn for him, which I just cannot no, get still, behind. Still don't like. I don't care who Kuhn's playing. I'm not going to make that I don't up. care, dude. He has 33 dongs in his last 34 Premier League games. Yeah. It really doesn't matter who he's playing. That is so fucked up. That's an entire season of a goal a game. Like, How yeah. can you possibly get rid of that after a brace? Yeah. No, you, you shouldn't and can't. You shouldn't and can't do. But Spurs, I think Alderweireld's coming back soon. He's going to probably be a good guy to have. I... I, I still Rose has dropped a little bit. Yeah, Rose has dropped in price. I really, I always like Rose, but it's tough to to fit him in when we're all clamoring for a Chelsea defender. And um, I mean, Rose is still really expensive, even though he's dropped in price a little bit. I think he's the cheapest. All over tongue, it's so bad. But yeah, Rose five nine. Um, I think he's a good option. 
Yeah, I mean, definitely for at at minimum these home games where you just see them eighty mm-hmm. percent possession dominating. I mean, they were pretty good in that Chelsea game, but I think the biggest takeaway is that like those first like thirty minutes where they completely dominated Chelsea, and the fact that they were capable of doing that after a short week with Champions League tells me that like in these home games against these shit teams, they should be able to dominate, which is all you really need. And for a defender, that just means chance of a clean sheet are way up. So, yeah, yeah, you got to expect that. I mean, Spurs against these shitty ass teams should should be able to spank them. But. Yeah, it's so tricky this week because every single person on earth has Coutinho, and so yeah. it's like one of your transfers is just pretty much automatically burned. So it's so hard to like get in all these other guys, Alexis, if you don't have him, Kane, if you don't have him, like a. Spurs defenders, shit like that. It's just so fucking tough because unless you had two frees and money in the bank, you're probably not going to be able to. Uh, yeah, I think hits this week are going to probably be at a record high. Record high, 100%. Because unless if people are actually getting Kanan for Aguero, which I don't think that's really happening too much right now um, after the brace, if they're getting Kane and it's it's either those few who have the two frees or it's in a double swap for a hit with downgrading Coutinho to Siggy, which seems to be the most popular transfer of the week so far. It's Monday, but um, yeah, I mean Siggy's double rising this week, a hundred percent. Coots double falling, Lukaku's double falling, Gundo's double falling. There's a lot of movement this week. Yeah, every week there's so much movement. Yeah, it's been crazy, dude. Yeah, Walcott just rose though, which is great for me. I got to sell extra selling value there. So why is it always a nightmare to take a hit to swap defenders? Because a lot of people are probably doing that. It's just the the it's not a nightmare if you have an actual zero instead of the defender. I mean, if you have a playing defender, the chances are they're going to get you one, maybe two points if they only concede one. So if you're taking a minus four for that week to do the swap, you're at best going to like net zero if they keep a clean, which is impossible to predict regardless of the fixture, and your replacement gets a two or a one-pointer, I mean, your, your best case is going to be really, with the hit, netting one point, maybe two points. Um, that's For me, that's what I'm always looking at. I think that even if it might be freeing up funds or something to do the other move, that's a different case. But if it's a one-for-one swap, I would rather wait until the following week and do it for free or be taking that, doing that transfer for a hit to free funds up elsewhere because at a, in the one week vacuum you can look at it over the medium term but you could also just look at it as if you don't do it and you do it next week for free chances are that you're going to come out ahead there by not giving the four points away exactly that's that's really the bottom line is you can always just wait a week to do it yeah it's so but if you have no to one to do like Kolarov to Spurs defender Kolarov to Chelsea defender but it's like for a minus four, I'll just wait a week or wait two weeks, yeah. whatever. And that's the thing is, it's no matter how good you know your guy's not going to keep it clean, and you think the other guy's going to keep it clean. It's, it's you never know. It could be some crazy you actually or whatever. Never know. Yeah, you can get lucky with your guy, but again, it's realistically as a clean sheet is six, your blank is going to be two or one, and that's the best case. I mean, you, Grant, the defender attacking return is actually impossible to predict. Bonus points, you know, maybe they're good at bonus points, but the ceiling of get, of getting those points back in that week are so little. If it's going to be a lateral swap, it's just never, never in my mind worth it. You just, but if you don't have a player, then it's a minus two hit because you're going looking at a zero yeah. to a two. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if so then then you're you're doing that transfer because. 
because you're going to be better off in the medium term. You have a higher chance of making it back right away. And for that lateral swap, you want it right away because if you're not freeing up funds to do the double switch, then that's how you should be looking at it because you could always do it next week. Yep, I agree. And that takes us to at Fat Gorilla, another Twitter question. Got some good questions this week. Um, is there a 5 to 5.5 million defender who can keep up with the likes of Chelsea and Arsenal? Yeah, Southampton. I mean, Southampton's got to be where you're looking. I had the exact same response. I mean, Cedric, yeah. most of all, he's the cheapest route in. Yeah, he nicked an extra BAP. He had a higher BPS score than Van Dijk. Um, his crosses are pretty bad, but by the nature of putting them in, he's going to be always up there in the bonus point system. Bertrand, for some reason, has been really bad in the bonus points. Yeah, I don't know why. Season. I don't know what his deal yeah. is. Yeah. So, I mean, Cedric at 4.9, he's, he's 0.6 cheaper than Van Dijk now. Um, you know Van Dijk's goals are coming. I mean, they're probably this weekend against Palace after we just conceded three offset pieces to, to uh, Swansea Swansea's last weekend. Yeah. It's probably coming this week. Could be his first opening of the account. But, um, but the thing with Cedric, and you mentioned the bones, is that in his four last starts, he's bones in three out of the four, which I think was just so telling. In yeah. max bones in two twice, which is just incredible to get on a clean sheet. Yeah, Cedric's going to be making his way in a lot of teams, I think, coming up. Um, I, other than that, though, I don't really see much in that price range that's going to keep up. Um, I don't know. Klein's been doing well for me. But a lot of Liverpool's good fixtures are away. A lot of teams are parking the bus. They might be able to keep dominating. They've been looking a little bit better, but I, I mean, Lovren's pretty cheap. He's only five. Um, yeah, and he went up a little bit. But the thing is, their good run is almost out, also, which is something to keep in mind. I mean, yeah, they have like four or five decent fixtures left. I don't know if it's worth it. I'd, yeah. um, one thing I wouldn't that be I th- transferring them in. Yeah, totally. And um, one thing that I thought was interesting was United. I mean, they have. Really bad fixtures next two, but after that, they have a really, really good run uh, for a long time. And maybe in these next two, we'll get a better idea of who's actually nailed and who isn't because, I don't know, Darmian's probably going to keep his spot because Moo hates Shaw, and who knows, like Phil Jones, who's 4-7, and Rojo's, who's 5-2. But from like game week 16 through, like I'm looking, 27, they only have two bad defensive fixtures in that entire part. So, yeah, I mean Valencia is still only five four. That's a good shot. I've just like haven't really thought about United as a fantasy thing yeah, in a while because they suck and they suck. But you're right, their fixtures do turn. And in that price bracket, if you're looking at someone competing against the Sixes and the Chelsea and the Spurs, you really want to start every week type. Um, yeah, and, I think United. That's, a, that's a United guy. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the a little bit point five budgetary. Could possibly keep up. Um, yeah, I like that call. Yeah, someone I was looking at. But uh, yeah, I think that's mostly it for defenders. Guys you're bringing in, at least. Yeah. Fucking, I was talking with uh, Tempe Bug. He was trying to get in someone. He, he wanted to bring in Courtois, and I was like, how could you possibly bring him in over like Alonzo or Asbill? He has Alonzo already. But And the thing that we went back to, and I know we covered this on the pod, is that just like, He's not going to just rotate the side. They have no other competition. Like, yes, Terry and Zuma lurk, but in the form that they're in, there's no reason, barring injury or, like, someone fucking his daughter, to rotate any of these guys out at any point, as Bill, Louise, or Cahill. So, 
Yeah, it would really have to be a thing where the physios are saying to him, this guy can't play three games in a week. You need to give him one off or something yeah. like that. Short of that, then no, I agree with you completely. Yeah, so those guys are still the best guys to bring in probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think de- defense is getting to be interesting because we're starting to get to the time when the heavier hitting teams start keeping cleans more regularly when there are all these fixtures and everyone kind of tightens a little bit. It's also interesting because there's so many like expensive, huge guys in forward and mid that everyone wants. So it's like increasingly harder and harder to spend like six plus on on multiple defenders, which like you, know, you want to, but you, you want to, ever, but you, you can't, can't really reason it. Yeah. Um, um, let's talk a little bit about the hazard conundrum because everyone's still, he just rose. Everyone's still bringing him in off the back of two blanks. Um, they've got a tough away fixture. I don't really feel concerned not owning him. I think cost is so much better of an option. I don't think it's really that close. I think hazard's inconsistency this season. I mean, he he went back to showing it this weekend. He you really didn't have a good, really good in my memory right now. Pot shot on goal. He kind of just like defers a lot, and Costa's so much more in and around everything. I feel like Costa created a few chances. He could have easily had an assist off that Alonso bar. Yep. It's just at ten, whatever. If you're going for Hazard, and a lot of their good fixtures coming up also are away, and it's not. It's like he's not good away. Um, they have three of their next four are away, and he just blanked in their one of their homes. So, if you don't have him, I wouldn't be even considering bringing him in until at least you know maybe like eighteen that home Bournemouth or something like that, or maybe Palace. But he's just bad away. He does not return away from home. He's, it's been three seasons now, and it's been fairly it's been a fairly consistent rule. Um, yeah, and for his I mean, price, as good as he's been know. this season, it's still. The the underlying statistics are still worth something, you know. And as you said, I mean, he just doesn't shoot that much, and he doesn't create that many chances. I mean, they're they're not bad numbers by any stretch, but they're not ten point three million numbers. They're never captainable. Never captainable. Also, if you're going up to Hazard, like if someone's going like Coutinho to Hazard, you might as well fucking stretch your budget to Alexis because. Or He's, get Pae, who you know I'm in love with. Yeah, you're obsessed with Pae. Yeah, I am very obsessed with Pae. <laughs> I want them to get a fixture before I get it. I mean, a fixture, a fucking forward before I bring him in. But, but he is still creating a billion He's, chances. He still has Antonio's head to aim for. That's As long as you got that, you got assist mm-hmm. in your mm. in your pocket. But yeah, I mean, Hazard, I, I feel the exact same way. And I think I mentioned it last week. On Costa is just so much better to own. With like the way they're playing... On the break and everything, Costa's always in the middle of everything. Like it's I mean, pretty hard to imagine them scoring and not involving Costa, even if it's just a layoff or a shot or a rebound. I mean, or it's something. fucking, dude! It's fucking game week thirteen just passed us, and he has two blanks all year. And that's more like, than what anything. The fuck, that's what, what you're looking fuck? for in fantasy, any sport. Like, yeah, <laughs> what the fuck is that? That's, that's so fucking insane. That's broken shit. And and I had I. I yeah, I think he's better than Kane. Like I would get him over Kane. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Even though Kane has these three cat like Captain Costa every week, he's never blanks. You're gonna be okay. Diego, Diego, Diego. He's not. He hasn't been necessarily explosive, but he's had some insanely good chances created that have not hooked him every week. 
every week he has you feel like he has one where it's like Pedro hits the bar, someone hits the bar. He had he's setting up such good chances on the counters. There's at least one a game. And I mean, he's just been world class. He's been the best player in fantasy and the league probably. I yeah. mean, he's just whatever Conte did to like whip him into shape attitude-wise has just been like absolutely revolutionary. He's just been so incredible. I lo- I just looked it up. He's involved in 50% of Chelsea's goals. Yeah. And that's that's better than like someone like Snodgrass involved in 70% of Hall's goals cuz Chelsea gets so many more. And that's just that's just incredible. You just can't get around that. No. Yeah, so, Hazard, I'm not that scared of him either. No, I'm not. I I am, however, or formerly was scared of Alexis because it looks like he's just he's going to start ripping teams apart. I mean, I haven't had him all season, but the brace was just so ridiculous, and he could have had so much more. And they look like they're gonna they're starting to get back into it. And the fact that I mean, thank God, people were people brought Giroud in this week, which is just scenes it's fucking of, mental <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> it's so, there was <laughs> they must not listen to the pod because when you brought in Giroud, that oh one my time, God, you cannot predict logical manager things like the fact that they're playing Bournemouth at home and Giroud just had played great and has been playing great and building up to match fitness means nothing because the team with Alexis at striker is better than they've ever been with Giroud at striker. And Wenger knows that, and that's why he continuously has been leaving Giroud on the bench. He was match fit earlier in the season, he left him on the bench. He's match fit now, and he's leaving on the bench. And now he's not match fit because he just got fucking hurt. Alexis is playing out of position, and I'm just like, I can't keep going on like this anymore. He's so good. He's too and, good. He's too yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm probably going to bring him in for a hit this week, but he's just on Football Weekly. They mentioned like since August 2014, he's played a game every 5.8 days. <laughs> he needs to. It's like two and a half years. It's he never hair. gets tired. He no injuries ever like sustain. He's a robot. He and as you said, I I fully agree. I mean, like all this time. Arsenal fans and pundits and everything have been clamoring for like a world class striker. Like now you have him. They have one. No, it's him. It's, just, just it's revolutionized the team. I mean, it it hurts Ozil's value a lot in fantasy. It hurts a lot of other guys, but he's just the best thing ever. And Giroud's the perfect like Plan B, like late sub, need a goal type of guy. It's just yep. the balance of the team is right right now, and there's no reason to change it. Yeah, and I, while I Walcott, there was some concern over him featuring, even though he did get that run out in Champions League uh, midweek. But the return nine pointer was nice to cool nerves, and I mean he just pr- price rose, so a lot of people are trying to get him in who probably formerly didn't have any Arsenal cover. Um, those owners with Hazard, yeah, I think people are bringing him in if they can't get to Alexis. Alexis, exactly, I agree. And they still have a couple good fixtures. They have a couple bad ones, and they get really good, but. I mean, it's clear that he's in their first first team. There's no question about it. Yeah, the right I mean, wing you is look back at his him. history. He started every single game this season that he's been every fit for. He just missed yeah. one because he was hurt. And that tells you all you need to know. I mean, he's the fifth overall midfielder in total points. He like doesn't have the explos- explosivity of Alexis or whatever, but out of anyone else on Arsenal, he's the only other option. To even consider, the, I think he like does. I just he he's well, had he, hat traditionally tricks he does, but not yeah. really like this year as much. Yeah, I don't know. He's had hat tricks before. I don't know where he's going though because he has gone missing. I think he looked bad again. It wasn't he a looked pretty bad. I mean, but the goal calms it, you down. But it, it's hard to speculate because it's such like a 
loose concept that we'd be talking about. But like with Giroud, they are much different in, in the sense that he like holds he up past. and plays traditional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He runs yeah. past. It's like it's hurting he's Ozil. Probably. It's maybe even hurting Feo a little bit. But he's still really good and still yeah, has still scored good. a good goal. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm having both isn't bad. And like you said, they have like two bad fixtures in their next 10 and a lot of them are really really good like yeah, alexis yeah. if you don't own alexis next 10 you're probably fucked <laughs> yeah, honestly be, fucked like he's gonna no, be it'll, captain it'll be, like at least five or six times in the next 10 game weeks. yeah it'll be tough to to avoid some some hauls that other people are getting um but i still think when you look at walcott in a vacuum against other players in his price bracket I mean, you want him over like Erickson. Oh my God! Yeah, you you want him. He's in, in that seven seven X whatever. He's still maybe the best option in the sub eight million bracket. Um, yeah, he's he's still a good option. Yeah, I can't really even think of anyone else. I mean, Siggy and Pedro are getting a lot of buzz, and they're both good picks. But I, I would probably know. have Siggy over Walcott for yeah, this probably whole Siggy, interim. But not but, Pedro, I don't think. But it that's it shouldn't be an either or because you should easily be able to fund both. You know, yeah. And those totally. those are your, could be your third and fourth mids or something like this. So totally. let's go over to Siggy. I mean, been, I I got Siggy in about a month ago. I sold him before he started returning every game because I'm a fucking asshole. But <laughs> he's like, I mean, continue to Siggy. There's no reason not to have Siggy in your team. He's on every set piece. Swansea are looking a little bit better. Bob's playing him at false nine. Uh, the price is ridiculous. He's ridiculously low price, even though he already rose up to seven threes. He's just mispriced. Um, he's kind he's, of Firmino of last year. Yeah, I agree with like, that. He's, he's just in that mid range, and he's kind of like a weirdly under the radar, even though everyone on the planet knows who he is. And he's just taking over so consistently. False nine. 7.3, it's just so obvious. Every set piece, and his direct freeze are not, oh, he's on a free, it's like, that's a goal most of the time. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like Paya being on a free, it's like, you're just like, okay, yeah. this could easily be you're a dong. Yeah, Give him two of those it. in decent areas a game, and he'll probably score one. And yeah. the, it sucks to bring him in when someone's at Spurs, like, I hate that, bringing in a new guy and like with a likelihood of a blank, but then after that, he's got six good fixtures, so... Yeah, and also his Spurs X team, he's going to be up for it. Uh, he's already been steadily returning against tough teams and tough fixtures the past, you know, couple months. So yeah, he's just a great pick. He's he's going to make his way slowly into most teams, I think, over the next two or three games. Uh, imagine if Bob could, could just get a point out of Swansea Tot. Oh my god, uh, that'd be great. The Bob American hype trend would be real. <laughs> um, well, let's let's so continue diet. So, is there any concern about? Liverpool, what do you think? How are you feeling? No, and you know, that was that was the third and last question that I had written down, which came from legend and old friend of the pod, Calvin Chan. I mean, he said, with Coot out, how worried how worried are you about Bobby's production? I assume he gets moved out right, or Rigi steps forward. That's true. I mean, like, Firmino on a piece of paper will be, like, left winger when Mane will be right winger. But the thing is... What we've learned from Klopp teams and what we've learned about Firmino in the past is that like they're not it's they're not positionally stable. <laughs> like they're not they're not a FIFA team where your left winger stays out wide, left wing. Like Firm will just constantly be still on the box, still cutting in on his right foot. And I did a I did a little post on the website where I just compared stats for 
this season with Coutinho to last week's game when Coutinho only played 30 to last season when Coutinho missed three straight games against Arsenal, Man U, and Norwich. And Firmino fucking dominated. He was incredible. He had a brace against Arsenal, brace against Norwich, plus an assist. So I'm just not worried at all. I mean, like, it sucks. As a Liverpool fan, it's fucking horrible. And to have to transfer him out, it's fucking horrible. But in terms of, like, being worried about my other Liverpool assets, like Firmino or Mane, I'm just really not at all. We're, we're a deep squad, and we're a good squad. Yeah. I'm I'm with you there. I think Bobby's just a hold with confidence at this point. He's got that little knock. We'll see if he plays at the weekend. Yeah, hopefully he's think, fine. Yeah. yeah, he'll probably he'll probably make it in there. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think he's good. You guys should still probably be fine, regardless of formation. Like you were saying, it's fluid. Um, another another talking point. Kevin got dropped or not dropped, rather rotated. Yeah, City is a fucking mindfuck. City, City is an absolute nightmare. Pe- we we talked about it last been. week. I mean, it yeah. feels so good to have Kuhn and not any of their midfielders. Like, yeah. I mean, to that point, you know Iannaccio is going to start one of these next four. There's no question about that. Yeah, why not? Why not rotate? No, he's going mean, to. He, that's, that's what he's been doing so consistently. Um, so, yeah, Kuhn's going to miss one of those pileups. We'll see. Um also, another little, but I mean, De Bruyne, I still don't really understand it because when they have the full week of recovery time, and I mean, yeah, they had the midweek, but De Bruyne's fit. How do you in your brain rationalize not starting him because he's your second best player on the team? He's a world class player. How, how do you do that? What's the managerial thought process? I mean, I not only it? no KDB, no KDB or Silva. Or Silva. It's, it's the same thing with Silva. It's just. How are you starting Fernando, Fernandinho, and Yaya when you're playing a team like Burnley? I mean, it's crazy. It's I don't it's know. fully crazy. And I wonder if City fans are really like up in arms about that because as no, an onlooker, I don't I don't really give a fuck because they I won. don't fucking care what City do. They won, but they, I mean, they went down one 0 early and they didn't look good. I mean, they got that clusterfuck goal, the winner. And the first goal wasn't, you know, a class goal. They they were obviously dominating possession, but they didn't look good. I mean, they didn't. I mean, both playing, goals were fucking bullshit goals. Also, yeah, I mean, poacher goals. But yeah, I mean, like, he just gets the benefit of the doubt. I mean, it, it, he's lucky that he's Pep. You know what I mean? Like, if like Mourinho did this, or like fucking. Wenger or Pards or something, everyone would be freaking out. Like, how the fuck can you bench all of your creative midfielders? But I don't know, dude. He's just a madman. Maybe he's just that cocky where he's just like, he's like, yeah, turf more, blah, blah, blah. Like, Burnley are fucking horrible and we're going to do them no matter what team I put out there. But I really don't know. I have no answer for you. I hate it. I, I really, when I saw the team shoot, I just, it was just so pessimistic. It was, it didn't seem reasonable. But we'll see. I mean, they have the big game against Chelsea coming up, so I don't know if he was that concerned that he would maybe get an injury to one of them or something. But That's at the same reasonable. time, yeah. when they don't play together, I mean, they're not building chemistry, and it's not like they've... I mean, I guess last year... I don't know. I just think it's fucking dumb. A player, a good team, it's a Premier League. No team is a pushover. They went, went, they went down 1-0. I mean, they didn't create a lot. They didn't look good. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it might just have been that simple. He's just saving people for Chelsea, followed by Champions League in the same week. And then once the group stage is over, maybe he'll just go back to, like, this but is the best starting 11. 
Yeah, but I know, then it's I'm the just... pile up when they have three games a week and shit. So I mean, it's going to continue the, from I mean, a maybe, fantasy perspective. Maybe it's that also. He's preparing for the pile up with some different team sheets. I mean, yeah. we really have no idea. I think no, he's he's definitely better at managing than we are. So <laughs> I know. I just want to know because I, I know. I just want to know. Yeah, maybe we have to read his book. Maybe he gives us all the secrets in there. Um, and then I mean, I don't want to talk about Palace, but the one thing that I think is Wilf. good info is Wilf declaring that he's going to be an Ivory Coast international since Southgate is a cunt and he picked Townsend who's a piece of actual shit instead of Wilf on the last team. He's only played two friendlies for England, never been properly capped, so his allegiance is now, uh, he's an Ivory Coast international, which means of course he's going to be fucking off to Africa for about a month with the likes of Mane and Alan Neom. So probably not a good time to transfer him in, even though he looks like the premier pick of the 5.5-ish mids and below. Yeah, for people who don't know, the African Cup of Nations is, what, all of January? Even if you get knocked out of group stage, it's still all of January, right? I think it starts in, in December, or they go down there like mid-late December, I'm not sure about Yeah, 100%. and then they have the tournament, so Yaya traditionally, but he doesn't really matter this year. But yeah, Mane, Zaha, etc. will miss a month at least. But yeah, fuck, another huge haul, dong and assist. He could have he also hit the bar. He could have had more things, but the assist was the funniest slash luckiest thing ever on that deflection. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I love that. I mean, he's been incredible. He's fucking god. It's Wilf. Wilf. Wilf, man. I maybe, still I, I just, Maybe I'll go Gundo to Wilf. No, I just said don't get him, dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can't you can't go to do a plan transfer out in a few weeks. That's not good. That's you know not, that everyone's yeah, gonna die good. and shit when there there's a game every three days. You can't do that. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. Um, I think Zlatan and United are a little bit worth talking about. I mean, he's kind of back. I mean, his stats have been good all season. That really never declined, yeah, except never for changed. the actual finishing shit, Ibra. He created some really good chances, too. Against yeah, I mean, he scored three goals in the last two games. He had 19 touches in the box against West Ham, which is, I've never even seen that. That's fucking freaky shit. He's very intriguing yeah. right now. Yeah, and, and he uh, got Max Bones, which is always good. He, I mean, he creates so much, so he's one of those strikers who's, when they score a goal, they're also booing their bonus points. I mean, he'll have the deductions for being offsides, this and that, but he's also creating a lot and, you know. Yeah, so there's there's five forwards who are like ten million or plus, or four forwards who are ten million plus who we all want. Most of us only have two of them. Some have three, but fuck, dude. I mean, like, it's just another guy that's in the mix who I'm interested in, but can't bring in really. A couple know. weeks, though. I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, they have, like, they have a couple two, weeks. They have two pretty time. bad fixtures: Everton, Tottenham, but then they have four great ones. Palace, West Brom, home Sunday, home Middlesbrough. So, could be a thing. It's it's could one to thing. keep an eye on. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like Mkhitaryan can play his way back into the side or something. We bring him in for those four or something like that. But I don't know. Hopefully Lingard just dies and then we can bring someone in. Good. Ugh, that would be very nice. That'd be just great for everyone. Yeah. Phil Jones four seven. Hmm. He he might be a real <laughs> fucking option. Every time I've gotten him in, it's been maximum, maximum two weeks before he dies. Oh my What's God. up with Smalling? Is he dead or is he coming yeah, back? Yeah, yeah, he's dead. He has a broken toe, I think. But He's out for a long time. Him and Bai, I think, are back like in December sometime. So, uh, it, yeah, it'll be worth monitoring. But 
Darmian's no, five million, Bailly's down to five three, so they're still really good budget options potentially. Bye. I don't get you kick a water bottle, you get banned. That's stupid. Yeah, apparently it's like a actual rule, like it wasn't the ref's yeah. discretion. McTarian, like just I don't it's so frustrating. His stats are actually really good considering he's played like sub thirty minutes in every one of his appearances. And apparently he was dominant in Europa. So hopefully he can fucking finally work himself into the team because he's just so much better than half the dog shit that Moo puts out there. Lingard is just, it's so beyond my comprehension and re- reasoning. I don't understand it. Lingard, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't comprehend it. I know. It, it really upsets me. Yeah, it's it's one of those mysteries we'll never get the answer to. Oh, God. Um, all right, I think that's everything. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, that feels, that felt like a lot. Yeah. I feel like I haven't stopped talking in a long time. Yeah, well, we're potting, so we're we can't We're potting, so we can't stop, man. Fucking palace, dude. No. Oh, palace is soon. Now I'm getting a little bit sad about that and dark. You want to hear a funny tweet about palace? I don't know. Some guy tweeted, This is a tale of chaos, beautiful women, and adversity. The story of a man who's lost, then won, then lost again. Jude Law is pards. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, that's such a phenomenal script. Yeah, it's brutal. Brutal. Brutal time. He's not fired yet, though, right? He he has another in him. I I don't know. I just, I don't, it's, I don't think there's a really viable, attractive alternative. And I think that we still have so much quality in the side and the table is still such a clusterfuck that we're, going to be safe i'm not i'm still not even close to being concerned that we're going to get relegated no you're too good you look at the teams around us and we're going to just like luck into some four two wins and we're going to be okay but he's certainly not the man to take us forward it's just the kind of there's no there's no viable alternative who's really attractive enough that we should fire him today yeah i mean i hope he's around because i have Chaz austin and i want to captain him so all right, let's go. So, who are, are, <laughs> who are you, Captain? You want? You're talking Chazzy, baby. I'm on Chaz right now, and it feels pretty yeah. okay at Palace. I mean, their mm-hmm. Palace is surprisingly worse at home than away. I, I don't really know what's going on, but yeah, I mean, Aguero's got Chelsea and Costa vice versa as City, yeah. so that doesn't feel good. Costa's an option though. I mean, he's always an option. Yeah, mm-hmm. he basically hasn't blanked all year. I mean, I think Aguero's obviously. just as much of an option. I mean, like. Meh. Yeah, I, I mean Chelsea's so. defense is probably best in the league, but definitely best in the league. Definitely best in the league, but yeah, I mean the Spurs goal was fucking insane luck. I mean, not luck; it was just a moment it was of just brilliance. A world but yeah, but they also had zero clear cut chances throughout the game. Yeah, know? it seemed like they were, Chelsea was fine getting dominated in midfield because they're just like we have an extra defender. You're never going to get anything. Yeah. I mean, Kane is the obvious shot. We talked about him at length earlier. Home Swans is just insane. Um, Alexis obviously is an always an option against bad West Ham team, but they're going to get Winston Reid back, so they'll have a little bit more about them. But yeah, I mean, it's those three, right? I mean, there's no one else really at the yeah, four. I don't hate Zlatan Shaw because I think Everton are in complete shambles. 
They are in complete shambles. The defense has still been, like, reasonable, though. I don't really care. I think they're just a fucking yeah. shitty-ass team. I think yeah. Zlatan could bully them, and I think they should get dominated by United because they're fucking horrible. Yeah, Jags pen is definitely yeah, Jags pen in the Jags on the cards. Yeah. Especially sure. if McTarian starts. Come on. Oh, God, it'd be so nice to see McTarian in there. It's just, I just hate hate that so much. Like You buy him for so much money. He was in charge when they bought him. It's not like he inherited him. And then he just fucks him off to planet fuck for the entire season. And he's starting Jesse Lingard every game, and he's awful. It's Lingard's team now. He's awful. So bad. He wouldn't get in the Palace side. No, there's no, no way. There's no chance. If, no you, chance. If, I, if he ever put Jesse Lingard starting over Punchin, I'd lose my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that tells you everything you need to fucking it's know. It's Ridiculous that he's getting into this side. It's it's I don't understand it. He's just like oh his work rate. I mean he's just his nose size. I don't know. I don't. I'm looking at all the like bottom teams. Like I don't think he gets into Swansea. No, give me Wayne Routledge five million times over him. Fur Siggy, like he's not in that side. Barrow, those guys are way better than him. He's he has should be having trouble getting to most sides in the Premier League because he's. Just young and bad. He needs to go. He needs to be on. He needs Victor Moses treatment. He needs three years and three years of loans to different teams. Yeah, and then yeah. maybe you'll be considered. Maybe. It's ridiculous. Even like, give me, give me some Memphis looking. Yeah, it's uh, quality. At least he doesn't do anything. Sexy. Yeah. yeah he at least he has one funny. name, not two names. Why the fuck are we talking about United? Because <laughs> Zlatan captain shit. But I think that's it, right? I mean, it's mostly Kane. It's mostly Alexis, and it's mostly Chaz. But like yeah. yeah, everyone else is a shout, but those three are, are the the forerunners for sure. Yep. I agree. Who do you have it on right now? Um Chaz. Oh yeah, you got yeah, I forgot you even have Chaz now. New friend. Okay, yeah, let's go to our teams because we've both already made transfers, which is the first pod in maybe history that we've both made transfers by the time we pod on Monday. Yeah, so my two frees, I did Coutinho and Lukaku out for Alexis and Chazzy Baby. That's it. I Tidy. Succumbed. I've got Alexis. I have Alexis Vice right now, so I'm gonna have to. See. I'm gonna have to see. I'm gonna. I just don't like captaining a player against Palace because of the things. Yeah, it just makes me feel bad. I yeah. hate rooting against Palace for the FPL, but I don't know. I, I don't. Know. I, I'm not sure. I'm. I'm still not sure. You'll have to figure it out. But the main thing that you were flirting with is Kane or not to Kane. It's basically Kane versus Alexis. Yeah, it was exactly that. So um, what What made you go Alexis? I, I just think that Alexis is better and the team is more proven. And I've really been put off by Kane's form. The brace that he had against West Ham was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. He's been very reliant on pens for return so far and... Spurs get a lot because they have a lot of possession. They get in the box a lot. They have a lot of tricky guys and wingers and such things like that. But I don't. I just like don't love the idea of getting him in just because of the fixtures. When I haven't really seen him play well or seen Spurs play well, they haven't scored more than two goals in a Premier League game in a long time. I mean, they they just had their first loss, but they've looked very bad. And Pochettino has been playing a different team sheet every week in the league. 
I think they've been having a very, very difficult time coping with Champions League. I think when you look at their last game against Chelsea, you see them come out of the blocks firing, but after 20 minutes, they, you know, they lost steam and the second half was all Chelsea. And they don't really have the second gear of ways to dominate teams if they're not playing, you know, the high intensity, seven guys, six guys pressing and the other team's half. And I think that they're going to dominate and should destroy these three teams in the next four game weeks, but I just, feel like I could hopefully back myself enough to stop picking captain blanks and I think Alexis has just as much upside as Kane. Um, also the ownership played a factor where I'm looking at Alexis is already in 20 some odd percent whereas Kane's going to be slowly approaching that number and I just felt there was more more potential to hurt than than to gain. Also, I think Austin is just an incredible value for money. And I was about to bring shot. that up when you were finished. Yeah, I mean Austin yeah. has just been stats and returns wise like as much as you could really ask for from a forward. He should be priced at, you know, nine. I mean, he should his, be nine. His, his stats yeah. are out of control for someone who's sub seven. And I think that having him in place as that budget third mid to enable me to get Alexis, for example, is so much more attractive than getting a midfielder in the Austin price range and having Kane, for example. I think it just stabilizes the yeah. team a lot more. And again, also, Austin's ownership is very high, and it feels nice to cover myself there because I think he's going to very steadily take over um, with pens in his locker and the fixtures that they have. Europa's done. He's been getting rested, and he's been playing pretty pretty much a second team in Europe anyway. But Yeah, I think yeah South, and their South fixtures Hampton, are amazing. Fixtures are amazing. So I think those both of those things were very, very much factors. Yeah, and I totally agree with you on all fronts. I mean, Spurs, as you mentioned, like, yeah, they scored three against West Ham in that, like, weird-as-fuck game. But other than that, they've been pretty much zero, one, or two all season. So, I don't know. They're just not clicking. I I hate a team that doesn't have any attacking subs at all. They have, like, Every time they put a sub on, it's some 21-year-old or some shit. Yeah, it's, like, someone you've never heard of or... Yeah, just Harry, someone that Harry barely Lynch. affects the game at all, and you yeah. you just wish so badly they had like, you know, like every other top team had the quality yeah. to bring on someone and just change the game. But one thing also, they have had Lamella out for a long time. I mean, if you're looking yeah. at Sun off the bench, that's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. But every team gets injuries. They don't have a squad. Yeah, they don't have a, a very deep squad. Jansen's just a nightmare. Yeah, he's he's just bad. Yeah. But the um, one thing with my yeah. transfers that has been a disaster is I'm still sitting with. Gundogan. I don't know. And he's I mean, just I, dropping like a stone. He's, he's dropping like a stone. I'm losing point one every drop. I mean, I didn't buy him in at 5-4. I bought him. I have already lost point one selling. and He's going to drop again this week. Hopefully he doesn't triple drop. If he only double drops, that'll be nice. But um, I mean, he's already double dropped on Monday. He's, he's That's not good. No. <laughs> so, I'm going to be losing value there, but I'm not taking a hit. I don't see anyone in price range that I like and I'm also eyeing next week I'm going to have enough to, to drop Fuchs down to uh, like a 4-6 four, 4-8 four, defender and then I could do Gundo to Siggy for a hit possibly or I could save we'll see yep that's a shot yeah. what about you um, so I already made my transfer as we mentioned I did coot down to Siggy I mean the most obvious move mm-hmm. in the books we talked about it in the midfield section but it's just Siggy's just so nailed to be a constant over the next like seven game weeks of returns if not longer it was there it made money it just makes so much sense to me there's not much else to say about it um the only thing that i'm also looking at is i also still have gundo um i only had one free so for me it'd be a hit but 
I'm the I'm looking at two hits. I'm looking at Gundo for a hit, which would be probably to Pedro, maybe Feo, but probably Pedro. Um, and the other hit I'm looking at because I have so much in the bank is just Ozil straight to Alexis, which honestly sounds really good to me. It's enough with Ozil. I mean, like I gave him. A long ass time this season. More. We've had him for a long time. Yeah, more than I would normally give him because of. I mean, he's been really good every year in the prem, and his stats are deceivingly, I think, still really good. But they're just. It's one of. It's like the Walcott thing we were talking about earlier. It just they're a different team with Alexis up top and not Giroud. And how many of of Ozil's assists were like set pieces to Giroud or crosses to Giroud or just you know stuff like that and it's not only that but also that Giroud is going to be the number one person that the defense doesn't have to mark on set pieces so i mean even if Giroud's not getting that goal it's just another huge problem between both center backs and him now that he's out of the picture and you have a 5 foot midget Alexis instead i mean yeah, that's it's just big. a trickle down effect. Yeah, of like it's a trickle down effect. That's a big. That's big attacking. So that's huge. And then the other huge thing is that like he, yeah, he only has two assists, but he's creating a ton of chances. But the truth is, most of those fall to Alexis. So Alexis yeah. is just gonna. I'm always in the side of Alexis over Ozil every season I've done FPL, but now it's just so much more profound with Alexis up top that not only is he gonna outscore Ozil in terms of goals, but he's gonna like neuter Ozil's assist because most of them will be two Alexis anyway. So it just yeah. feels like awful, honestly, yeah, to you, have Ozil. You're just pigeon you're pigeonholed. I mean having Walcott over Ozil is the kind of thing where at least you feel that Walcott's gonna get goals. And you're saving two million. So it's yeah, like, okay, and, yeah. this is okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean Ozil's like one of the highest mids in the game. And with Alexis up top, that's just he's not really an option. That no, I mean, you're you're priced nine six. He's got three goals, two assists through thirteen. That's not tenable. No, that's he's hard. been that's he's just been, horrible. He's been under the radar, a fucking nightmare for me. Aside yeah. from like the, he had like his worldy goals that we knew were not real, and it turns out they're not real. I mean, he's still good, and I still like watching him and shit. But I think I should probably take that hit. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I think that it's the kind of thing that you need to be really con- like sure that you want to put that fundage into Alexis because then you're still going to be stuck in a low bracket for a Gundogan replacement, which is also extremely urgent. Um, it is extremely urgent. I do have Kolarov to make money or Kachelny to make money. So you could do a hit there to get so, it? So, yeah. I mean, it sucks to like but plan then it's hit all after these hit. hits. Yeah, no, it sucks. It's not a if you, good sitch. Because if you take eight points, if you give eight points back to the game to to turn Gunduan and Alexis into like, and, or Gunduan and Ozil into Pedro and Alexis, I don't know. I don't know if that's good. It's really hard. It's a really tough decision I have to make. But as I mentioned earlier, like, I kind of feel like you're fucked if you don't have Alexis for the next like 10. Yeah. And it just, he's going to be captain Homestoke. He might be captain at West Ham this week. He's going to be captain home West Brom. He's going to be captain home, home Palace. Palace. At, at Borman, at Swansea, Swansea, home yeah, Burnley, home away. Watford. Like, yeah, you could captain him conceivably all of those games. Actual wow, all of those games, and he's I didn't even look at that. That yeah, yeah, he's, he's so he's, good away. He's so good away. He's a brace shout in all of those games. It just feels like I'm. I'd be missing out on probably the best player in FPL or best value at least. 
if I don't bring him in now. Because if I don't bring him in now, I don't know when I'll ever be able to get, bring him in. He's so expensive. It's so hard to get to. Yeah, that might be a good hit. I don't know. I'm st- that's still a tough one. Yeah, I'm still, I still have a little bit of time to think about it because neither are price rising or dropping. But that's what I'm thinking about. Okay. No, I think that's that's definitely something to go deep into the tank and consider. Yep. Um, I think that's it, right? Yeah, let's wrap up. That was a good pod. Good pod. Check us out at fmlpl.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlpl. Email us, rate my teams and shit, fmlpl at gmail.com. Join the league, like on Facebook, rate on iTunes. Cheer! Podcast Network.